Welcome to the Elgin Watchmen Podcast, coming to you from Elgin, Illinois, the historic home of the now-defunct Elgin Watch Company. The Elgin Watchmen Podcast is a monthly show focused on environmental sustainability issues in our city and throughout the Fox Valley. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Anderson and Tia Agassiz. Well, welcome to the Elgin Watchman Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson, and I am, again, not here with my AWOL co-host, Tia Agassiz. Unfortunately, her husband is feeling a little bit under the weather, and so she is apparently doing her best, I don't know, impersonation of Nurse Ratchet from the 1975 film One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, starring, of course, Jack Nicholson. So, speedy recovery and well wishes to you, TJ, and... Um, I guess I just have to say, your loss is our gain. <laughs> but because uh, instead of Tia, um, you know, being unable to be here, we're graced today with the presence of Jeff Biss, who, as you may remember from our first podcast episode way back in June, Jeff is, of course, the Elgin Sustainability Commission member who did much of the heavy lifting on the commission's waste work group and quarterbacked the commission's proposed single-use plastic bag fee ordinance through all of those hoops and obstacles we've been talking about over the last few months until it was finally voted on by the commission just a few weeks ago at its August meeting. So I'm going to ask, how are you doing today, Jeff? And thanks for joining me for your post-commission meeting victory lap. Well, um, I'm doing fine, and you're welcome. Yeah, great. So just to be clear for our loyal podcast listeners, the Elgin Sustainability Commission is not a policymaking board. It's an advisory group that makes recommendations to the Elgin City Council. That is correct. The commission's vote on the single-use plastic bag fee ordinance was simply the commission strongly recommending that the city council take up this issue, review the draft ordinance your work group has been working on for four years, look at the promotion materials you've all created, and then work with city staff to make changes and potentially vote on this issue before the end of the year. Does that kind of capture it all? Is that correct? That is correct. Is there anything that I maybe missed in that description um, in terms of capturing where we're at right now in this very moment with the um, single-use plastic bag fee ordinance? Nope, that's where we are. Okay. So you've got to be feeling pretty good about all the work that you did and finally getting this issue off the commissioner uh, commission's plate and onto the policymakers' agenda, right? And, you know, did you do any kind of celebration the night of the commission meeting after the big vote? And if so, how do eco-warriors kind of celebrate, Jeff? <laughs> well, um the problem is nothing we do is sustainable. So it's just like the first step in attempting to change behaviors to reduce waste overall. It's something that I think we can do at a municipal level because most of the other um, things that can be done are either state or federal and uh, they're out of our league. And so hopefully we can just go forward with this. Um, I didn't really celebrate because this really doesn't do anything yet. So I'm just holding my breath and moving forward with what we have to do with city and staff if they call on us. Got it. So again, to be clear, it sounds like there's still a long road ahead of you and the commission for getting this proposed single-use plastic bag fee ordinance implemented um, before it may or may not even be enacted into law. I think I heard City Councilwoman Carol Rauschenberger at the last commission meeting. And to be clear for everybody out there who doesn't know, Carol is the liaison to the Sustainability Commission from the City Council. And I think I heard her say something about getting the issue on the Committee of the Whole agenda for the City Council, and then after that, ascertaining how much support there may be among council members, and then giving city staff direction from that point forward on making changes and putting together 
maybe promotional materials and implementation trainings and getting a final you know, red line draft of an ordinance all pulled together and all that needs to happen before it finally gets put on a final city council agenda for a vote. Am I getting some of that right? Did I miss here, Carol? And has anyone shared with you maybe a timetable for when this might actually end up being voted on by the city council? No, I had the same impression as you just stated, and nothing has been said after that. After the meeting, it's been kind of quiet. Um, I uh, I don't know the process because I've never been in um, city government, so I don't know what the actual process is. I know we advise, we've done our part, we voted on it, and I know as a citizen, in addition to being a commission member, I want it done. I know when we were in the meeting, there were uh, members of the public there, and I, I got an impression that the people that were there were strongly in favor of this, and so you know, hopefully there will be some pressure on the city council to do the right thing and implement this, but we'll see. Okay. Now I presume, and maybe I shouldn't assume that you have been able to listen to at least a few of the podcasts that Tia and I did leading up to the commission's big advisory vote on this ordinance. You know, we had the opportunity to interview city councilwoman Tish Powell and city councilman Corey Dixon, in addition to the executive director of the environmental defenders of McHenry County as well as an anonymous city staff person from another town who kind of went through some of the same things as Elgin is currently looking at doing. I'm wondering if you had any reactions to any of those Elgin Watchmen podcasts and did anything surprise you or did you, or did any of it help you formulate what your next steps will be as the city council looks at taking up this issue? I'm not exactly sure if formulating um, my next, our next step or my next step would be. Um, I, I had heard that People are concerned about, let's say, exemptions, and I don't see any need to exempt anyone or any group of, say, businesses from the ordinance. Uh, we've got a big problem with plastics, and I, I don't really understand the logic behind um, considering exempting WIC or SNAP recipients from the program because if, as the argument goes, low-income and minority groups are harder hit by environmental problems, there's really no reason to you know, keep the problem in place for them when they can become part of the solution. And my, my issue is that this is not – the suggestion of a fee has been shown by behavioral economists to work better than a ban. And so this is not a um, revenue generator. It has to be looked on as a disincentive to continue waste. So therefore, if people are, are um, concerned with low-income people and how this would affect them, instead of allowing them to get more free bags that are just basically single-use and a waste product, we should be looking at the revenues as being used to get them reusable bags. Because the goal is to not have any revenue. Ultimately, the goal is to have everybody use their reusable bags and not have stores need to order um, single-use bags for their products, for customers. So that's where I would be with with that. I think that the uh, decision makers really have to think hard that we've got this problem and everybody can be part of the solution. It's not a revenue generator. It's, and so use that revenue stream, whatever that happens to be, 
to fund giving bags to people who may not be able to afford them. Also, there's also the thing, uh, an issue that came up when we had a meeting with the uh, Chamber of Commerce and the DNA, that it, it, it would appear that if you exempt certain businesses, like say below a certain square footage, then those businesses aren't going to participate in the revenue generation part of it. So even though we don't consider it part of a revenue stream, the businesses can use that money to offset the cost of the bags. So they can then, if you exempt those people, then they aren't going to participate in that. They're going to have to fund their customers' use of single-use bags. If you don't exempt them, then they can participate in the fee too. Now, I'm under the impression that certain stores may want to do that anyway, and they probably could. There's nothing stopping them. But I think uh, as far as like having an ordinance with some power behind it, then I think that every, every store of every size should be included in it. And they can generate some of the, uh, recoup some of the cost of the single-use bags from their customers who don't bring bags to their stores. So to make, sure, if I, to make sure I'm understanding, when we're talking about exemptions, you're talking about some municipalities have exempted low-income folks who are um, participants in government subsidy programs like WIC or I, some people call it food stamps, right? Um, yes. we, we did not exempt them in the draft ordinance that the commission suggested that city council look at. That is correct. Additionally, some municipalities have exempted um, businesses that are under, I, I think, under certain revenue, right? And so only companies who produce X number of dollars a year in sales would be part of that ordinance and other communities. In the draft ordinance, ordinance that you guys voted on and forwarded on for consideration, it's anybody, any company who uses single-use plastic bags, um, whether it's a restaurant or a grocery store, and it could be a small little restaurant or it could be a, a large big box store. And if I understand you correctly, part of the reasoning, the reasoning behind that was because some of the feedback that you got from like downtown neighborhood association was, hey, so some of the small companies, some of the small businesses in downtown might want to actually participate in this program because of the 10 cent fee per plastic bag, they get five cents back. And that might be a really great kind of opportunity for them. Am I hearing you correctly? Was that what went into all of that? that that's my impression from uh, the DNA when I when it was um, said. And also, we're we're not we're including uh, paper bags too. Any single use bag. Oh, that's right. At checkout. So we we've we've in the draft ordinance we've removed any exemptions, and we've also made it such that it stands for any reusable, any single-use bag. We want people to use reusable bags. So, you know, the exemptions just, just don't make sense. And if, you, and if you think about it, I know um, some of the concerns are with, like, the timing. There's no good time to do things. I mean, we've got inflation, but it, this isn't inflationary. This is a discretionary thing. And all people have to do is bring their reusable bags, and they avoid paying any fees. That's the beauty of the fee. So I, I don't understand the logic. We've got it. We, nothing we do is sustainable. Right. Um, if you look around, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of other problems we've got. And if you think about sustainability, the problems you've got, like with taxation, no one likes taxes. So we've got, we're hit with waste fees 
And if we start changing behaviors, perhaps in the future, when people actually start considering what they're doing and the impact they're having, they also will see that they're impacting their own pocketbooks. And so if people start learning to not waste, to not get things they don't really need, um, then perhaps they can even, over the long haul, reduce the cost in waste hauling that Elgin right now has got to pay. And the thing is, like with recycling, you know, plastics aren't recycled at the volume that people think they are. I'm not a chemist. Thermoplastics can be recycled, I believe, indefinitely because they are they get heated up, they can be reformed. However, you have a lot of plastics of different chemical properties when they get in the mix that reduces the ability to recycle. So when people think that they're waste hauling fees right now, it's like, I think something around $16 per month, that will start going up because the costs always go up. Right. And this is the, some low hanging fruit where people can start changing their behaviors, start thinking, hey, I'm, I'm going to benefit myself in the pocketbook as well as the environment by starting to reduce my waste. And here's an easy thing I can do. You know, we have to start somewhere. And I think this is a good point to start. So I want to talk a little bit about next steps. I'm sure that there are podcast listeners out there who might be wondering what they can do to help advocate for this potential plastic bag, um, or let's call it a single-use bag fee ordinance. Do you have any suggestions that you'd like to share with our, our dear listeners on how maybe they can get more involved in advocating the city council, take this up, take the commission's draft ordinance seriously, and act on this before the end of the year? Um, the only thing I can really think of is they've got to contact our uh, our city council and mayor, the city of Elgin, I, I guess, dot .org, is it? I think it's cityofelgin.org, yes. Yes, .org. And if you go on the cityofelgin.org site and you go to, I'm, I'm going there now, government, mm-hmm. and mayor and council, and you click on that, you'll go to a page where all the city council members and their emails are provided. Nice. Uh, oh, they've actually got, I'm looking now, it says, oh, email. Yeah, there's a link to the email, so that will launch whatever email client you're using resident on your machine. And I would just suggest that people tell them that, you know, we should be implementing the plastic bag fee. It's discretionary. It allows people to decide whether they do or do not want to spend the um, dime, whether they do or do not want to um, carry their own bags and get it going. We've spent too much time because of COVID not moving forward. And I think it's time we just do something. That's about all I can really think of as far as getting it. And come to our meetings. We also have on the, I believe it's the third Wednesday of every month, Zero Waste Work Group meets. And we're going to, I'm going to be posting something on the What's Happening in Elgin pages. I believe there's two. The Facebook page. To let people know. Yes, the Facebook page. Let people know when and where we're meeting. Um, Because we need more. We need more public participation. We need more um, citizens to get involved because in in the long term, that's the only way things will get done is people getting involved at the grassroots level. And I know it's not it's not a great way to spend your day going to a meeting, but it's part of our our process. It's democracy in action and people should get involved. All right. So I made a list myself because I wanted to tick tick off and cross off things that you were going to suggest and then kind of 
suggest a few other things, and you've covered a lot of a lot of the things. A, yeah. uh, no, believe it or not, you've hit a lot of the things on on my list. And so, what I wrote down was go to commission meetings. Check. Join the zero waste work group or any work group really. Check. Yes. Go to city council meetings. Check. Call the mayor or email the mayor. Call all of your additional eight individual city council members or email them. Check. Check. Let's see here. I only had a few others. Um, if they wanted to get more involved or if they wanted to advocate or if they wanted to make a difference. And one of the things was get your friends to do the same things. Get your friends to go to council meetings. Go, you know, get your friends to join a commission work group. Get your friends to attend commission meetings. Get your friends to call or email the mayor. Same thing with council members. Uh, let's see here. Another thing on my list was call 311, the city's information line, and ask for information about how to currently dispose of or recycle your single-use plastic bags uh, because apparently there are sites around town where you can take your current bags. I want to say both Jewel and Target have something, or at least they did before COVID. But 311 should be able to direct people to where they can you know, safely get rid of their bags rather than putting it in their garbage can. Oh, I, I also had um, very similarly, you know, go when you're at your grocery store, go to the customer service desk and ask to talk to the manager and ask them, whichever store you're shopping at, when they plan on offering some sort of single-use plastic bag and film recycling service. Again, like I think Jewel and Target were doing pre-COVID. And don't wait for the city to send you a free shopping bag, a reusable shopping bag. Go get some re- reusable shopping bags and um, start your own personal transition to a more sustainable practice. And most of us probably already have them and figure out, you know, if you have them and you don't need to buy any more, then figure out how to get them out of the trunk of your car and start using them rather than using those, you know, single use bags. Is there anything else that, you know, you maybe can think of that you'd like to share with folks? Well, actually that last one, I was thinking about that. Uh Um, The fact is, is that there's going to be an informational period where it's not implemented. So whether you're low income or high income, whether you want to or not, you can start hoarding all the bags at that information period before it's shut off. So the thing is, is as far as people worried about how it's going to impact people, there is going to be a, a period of time when people can hoard all of the bags that they want to because they'll Are you still be available. About plastic bags? Any of them. Okay, so <laughs> save the information. Bags too, right. Yeah, paper bags. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, it, it won't. Is the, let's say um, ideal that the city council votes on it, mm-hmm. and it's going to be implemented January of 2023. Okay. Well, if let's say they vote on it in September, that gives you October, November, and December to hoard bags. So people should be able to set themselves up if they don't already have um, multi-use bags, then they could hoard them. That's one solution. Um, and one thing that kind of is irritating to me is that they, they changed the law with regard to hemp. Now, this is one of those things that's oh, beyond right. our, our ability to deal with. However, what kind of is irritating is that hemp now is being used for CBD when Illinois could have done something to start a fiber industry, if not textile industry, in, in, in Illinois, getting farmers to raise hemp. In, as a replacement for cotton. Cotton's mm. a horribly environmentally destructive plant, needs a lot of water, herbicides. Hemp is a lot better. And But there are hemp bags out there. I did some looking. Huh. And right now, Aldi has always had 
bring your own bag. Right. If you wanted to buy a bag, you could buy a bag. If you had a, if they had an empty box, you could use their empty box. But when you go in the store, Aldi's got reusable bags for sale there. Now I know stores will be able to buy their own reusable bags and put them for sale for customers. Mm-hmm. But people can also go out and they can buy an, um, so I would, I would hope that people would look for plant fiber bags because those can at least can be composted at the end of their life. And I have a, a cotton bag that a friend of mine bought for me as a birthday present. It sounds weird in about 1985 or 1986, and I'm still using it today. Huh. So when, if you go online and you see the arguments against um, reusable bags, they make a big deal about how they don't last long and plastic, the thin film plastic bags are a better choice environmentally. And that's not true. You, some of these bags will last decades if you just take care of them. All right. So, and that's, that's all I can, that's the only extra things I can think of right now. So speaking of these reusable like cloth or fiber bags, I noticed there wasn't any mention at the last sustainability commission meeting about implementation of any kind of citywide free reusable shopping bag giveaway program like the city of Woodstock um, did in advance of rolling out its uh, single use plastic bag fee ordinance. I assume that there was a reason for that, but is this something that you and the commission and the waste work group plan on looking at more closely? And if so, when do you think we're going to start hearing more about this issue from you in the city? Um, we're, we didn't bring it up because we were just voting on that uh, model ordinance mm-hmm. and we, we did talk about it and it's, it is something that the commission is going to be um, discussing. We, we do want to help with staff and we do want to develop something like I was talking earlier because we don't want to treat this as a revenue stream. It's not a way to tax people to get another revenue stream so the city has more money to spend. It's a disincentive. We don't want to generate that money because we want people to use their own reusable bags. Saying that, like I said at the beginning, we do want to have something in place so that if we're going to spend some of either the money that's been allocated to the commission in getting bags to give to people, we did talk about discussing that, but you know, we did, we just haven't started discussing it, but we're going to have to. Okay. Well, we're getting close to the end of the special edition post commission podcast episode, but before uh, we both say goodbye, is there anything else that maybe you want to say to the listeners of the Elgin Watchman podcast as it relates to really anything? It could be about how, how to do more advocating for the plastic bag or the single-use bag, I should say, the single-use bag fee, this proposed ordinance. Or it can just be about how to get more involved in the commission and its work groups. Do you have any final wise words for us, Jeff? Um, not really. I'm just going to say that people should get involved one way or another. I think they, you know, people should look at their lives you know, how their behavior affects not only the environment and other others around them, but also how it affects them. And like I was saying with our waste, if we cut the waste stream, like, okay, my girlfriend and I, we put our garbage out once a month. Yep. Every week we're paying or every month we're putting, you know, we pay the $16. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody else is putting out their cans every week. So, you know, there is something there that if everybody started putting out less garbage then probably the revenue, the, the money we spend to generate revenue to pay waste management in this case could be reduced. You know, it's, it's things like that. Little behaviors could add up to savings in the long run, which is more sustainable. Basically, that's about it. 
contact people, look at your own behaviors and see how, you know, you affect yourself. I think the only other thing that I would want to mention um, on behalf of Tia and myself is that at the Elgin Watchman podcast, we have been talking about and we're starting to work on developing like a fun little ebook or maybe a Maybe it's called an e-zine. I don't know what they call it nowadays. But that that electronic ebook is going to um, kind of capture and summarize um, all of the plastic bag themed podcasts, um, with maybe a page or two of resources focusing on how people can reduce and reuse and recycle, as well as like a list of how Elgin residents can help advocate with the city council and all the city council members and city staff and the mayor kind of get this um, proposed bag fee ordinance across the finish line. So uh, I guess I, I would kind of say, you know, stay tuned and keep watch for that that particular electronic piece of reading material and all the information that comes with it. So uh, anything else, Jeff? Nope, that's about it. All right, and, then. Um, and also, if people just watch for the Facebook page, uh, there will be a notice letting people know when we're going to have the meetings and uh, for the zero waste work group. And that's about the only thing I can think of. Oh, and there's other work groups too. I mean, I don't know if I can oh, rattle them yes. all off in my head, but yes. I know there's a work group for like renewable energy, and I don't remember the name of it. And there's a work group for like green infrastructure and green building stuff. And um, there's yes, a- I don't want to sound selfish, but that is correct. And if you if you go on the um, Elgin site, there is a boards and commissions government. And then a, a window opens up with boards and commissions. You will find at the bottom the sustainability commission. And there, there's ways of finding out what work groups we have. And we have to make it a little more obvious. I'm looking at it right now. And it's not incredibly obvious. I'll have to talk to whoever, uh, Michaela, about getting this a little more obvious to, so people can find the work groups. All righty then. So there you kind of have it straight from the horse's mouth. Our very own Elgin Sustainability Commissioner Jeff Biss is telling you to get involved, go to meetings, join work groups, call and email your city council members as well as the mayor to talk about your support for a a single-use bag fee ordinance and um, action on that. And I guess I'm just going to end it right there with a big thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in and for following us. And if our listeners are interested in volunteering to serve with Jeff Biss on the Elgin Sustainability Commission's Waste Work Group, I'm just going to encourage them to call the City of Elgin's Sustainability Analyst, Michaela Larson, directly at City Hall. Her phone number is 847-931-5615. Again, if you're just picking up the pen and piece of paper, that's 847-931-5615. Her name is Michaela, and just call and leave a message and tell her you're interested in um, getting more information on how to join one of the Sustainability Commission work groups, specifically Jeff's Waste Work Group. Um, Jeff would appreciate that. And that all kind of brings me to the end of this celebratory episode, where we always like to remind you to get involved, to be engaged, and of course, to always keep watch. Thank you for listening to the Elgin Watchman Podcast. If you want more information about what you just heard on this episode, visit our website, elginwatchman.com. The Elgin Sustainability Commission meets the second Tuesday of every month. Check out our website for meeting details. Do you have an idea for a future podcast? We want to hear it. Drop us a line at info at elginwatchman.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>